Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Grace. Welcome to Triumph, the podcast, where we chat about all things swim, bike, run, in the lead up to our first Ironman. Whether you're a triathlon newbie, old-timer, or you simply enjoy listening to the trials and tribulations of two aspiring Ironwomen, we bring you all the oomph you never knew you needed. Hi, how you doing? I feel a bit sort of anxious, a bit kind of fizzy because we've got a guest. Apprehensious. I just feel a bit nervous because this week is a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell everyone why? This week, we're going to be joined by head coach of Hampstead Triathlon Club, Daniel Bingham. You're apprehensive, I think, just because we've got a special guest. I'm apprehensive because I really think he's going to tell me that we should have done a lot of things that I haven't done. And we were talking about this earlier and you came up with an idea for kind of as we go through the interview, I mean, I think it's lording up a bit to call it an interview, but as we ask him questions and hopefully get lots of information from him, we could keep a tally of all the things that we haven't done. We were going to call it Bingham Jeopardy. Why aren't we calling it that? Because I've made an editorial decision that Daniel Bingham Bingo is much better. (laughs) (laughs) Bingham Bingo Lingo. Bingham Lingo... (laughs) Bingham Triathlon Lingo Bingo. And can we just be clear for the listener about the rules? Yes. Every time Mr. Bingham says something that he thinks people training for an Ironman should should do, Mm -hmm. must do, must ensure that they do, every time he says something of that nature, if we're not doing it, we'll jot it down. And then the only problem with Daniel Bingham Bingo Lingo Daniel Bingham Lingo Bingo <laughs> is that the winner is going to be the person who's least prepared yeah. <laughs> for an Iron Man. Well, you've got to win. Well, at least you're winning at that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do we tell him this is happening? No. 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 Okay. Before we speak to Dan, we need to run through our commitments from the last week and how we got on. Yes. What was your commitment from last week? Mine was nutrition-based, wasn't it? Yeah. I've done really well with this. I feel like I've come on a long way. I nailed my two-hour 40 run. I don't mean speed-wise. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just had a nice meal. That stuff with the prawns. <laughs> and then for Maine, as I was coming into the hour and a half I had a point. steak Diane with peppercorns. <laughs> <laughs> followed by trifle yeah physiologically I had problems on this run but nutrition wise I did really well I kept going I did not feel too full or too empty of stomach at any point I had my first experience of a chia gel which you had told me is like eating tadpoles that's Becky's description of them well she is right my biggest discovery in nutrition, so when I've got a two-hour 40 run, I'd broken it down into three loops. And previously, when I'd done that, every time I'd come back to the house, I'd nipped to the, nipped to the ladies, if mm-hmm. required. I picked up a few more snacks, and I had a couple of massive glugs of water. But that did not serve me well and gave me tummy ache. So I've gone back to the camel pack, So that is the little pack of water that you have 
in a sort of little um, jacket kind of rucksack. Rucksack, yeah. Yeah. And I just sip at that little and often. And obviously, I know I can't do that in the Ironman, but I'm told there are water stations at really regular intervals, so it will have the same effect. There ends my nutrition update because it was a little bit boring. When you talk about loops, I have an image of the flying red arrows. <laughs> oh, I see. No, they were more horizontal, yes, ground based loops rather than vertical air. That would be something to aspire to, though. I think that's, yeah. I don't think you should rule that out. How did you get on? Well, my commitment was to try and find the joy in the training plan. Yeah. It's making me feel quite emotional because I started out quite well. I did I went for a run in the rain, which was just it was lovely. It was so nice. I really, really enjoyed it. I did find joy and I was really I was properly smiling. Then similar experience for the turbo session in the gym. I was really, really sweating. I think you said that the turbo session last week you were sweating an awful lot. I've never sweated so much. So by this point, had you, you were still on track with finding the joy. Yeah, I did the turbo session quite late. I finished that about nine o'clock at night. I had to do the run at five o'clock in the morning the next morning or six o'clock in the morning. And I set off and I just, joy was absent. Mojo had disappeared. I, I left you a message saying, hello, you've reached the answering machine for Mojo. Mojo is not here right now. Leave a message. Mojo might get back to you. Yeah. And it was that kind of, I know my mojo will come back, but right now, mojo and joy have gone to a very far away place. They've not left any forwarding details. <laughs> I don't know when they'll be back. I was really, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy at all. But bizarrely, it was still quite a useful exercise because in the search for joy, I think I did sort of discover, actually, don't be a slave to the training plan. If you can't do it, don't try and do it. Just be okay with that. I think listeners might remember that I suffered a similar thing a few weeks ago, as you pointed out. And I took a f one or two extra rest days, sort of clumped them together, went to see my sister-in-law and my niece and nephew. And you said, oh, you look so much better. You look so much healthier and more relaxed. Yeah. So I think that's all you need. In my search to find the joy and reconnect with that, I have found it. Like I, yeah. I found, I found out how to find it. If you know what I mean, you found the key to it. Yeah, you sort yeah. of found the yeah the yeah, recipe. And, yeah, exactly. Did you find Nemo at any point? No. So we are dispensing with the normal format: swim, bike, run, in favour of bombarding a man with lots of questions. There he is. I see him. Hi, Dan. How's he going? Well, we've already kind of introduced you, actually. You are the head coach at Hampstead Tri Club. I've just, I've just been reading up on you, actually, and I realised okay. that you did your first ever triathlon in May 1994. Yeah. You competed for your age group in Madeira in 2004. Is that right? That's it. Correct. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about what you won in Thailand. Oh, yeah, I was in uh, Thailand. Yeah, I did the Laguna Phuket Triathlon. And yeah, I won my age group, so I was, I was delighted and surprised and over the moon. So it's 1.9k swim, I think it is, and you do a bit in the sea and a bit in the lagoon, and you bike about 55k around, quite a hilly course, around uh, Phuket, and you run next 12k around the resort. Congratulations. Yeah. We, um, oh, thank you. 
I think we realised we were in the we're in the company of serious triathletes. <laughs> and how many Ironmans have you competed in? I've done twelve, twelve full Ironmans, twelve falls, twelve <laughs> falls. Yeah, I've done many, many, many half, many halves. Did, did a three, a three quarter one as well before I did a fall. So that's quite good. good I didn't that. even know there was a three quarter one. No, they, they were about years ago. There was quite a few three quarters, four k swim, a bit of a shorter bike, and a bit of a shorter run. But they seem to have stopped three quarter distances now. I was a little bit interested in that until you said that the swim was longer. And- swim, swim was worth longer, yeah, yeah. And they changed it. I think it's changed now. But what, what years ago that was around? It was a really random three-quarter race. I just found it. I thought, you know what, I'll do that. It's a good little prep for the long course. And there's about 10 competitors doing it. No one, hardly anyone did it. At the end of the day, there was nobody on the course. There's 10 of us or eight of us doing the three-quarter. Everyone had gone home and we just whisked it up there, you know, running around doing laps and stuff. And <laughs> That would suit me down to the ground. Not only yeah. in the swim, but in a previous yeah. episode, Dan, I talked about how I always got roped into the 5K at school and I was the only right. competitor. And I'd sure. still be doing laps on sports day when everyone else... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. It's great. And you guys, trend training going well for you guys and everything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well, tough, it's tough. <laughs> This is why we've got you on. We've got some questions for you. We're hoping okay. that you can help us out. Um, of course, of course. I'm going to hand over to Grace to kick off with the question. Okay, okay. Yeah, because what I wanted to do, Dan, was to sort of, I'm going to take our listeners back a bit. So okay. we've done six episodes now. This okay. is our seventh. Cool. And we've covered various things. We've sort of asked questions of each other and then answered them. Yep. So we thought we might yep. try and ask you the same sorts of questions. So yeah. Yeah, so you said that your first triathlon was... 1994, yeah. And why did you do that? Why did you pick triathlon? Gosh, uh, I was playing lots of football as a kid and unfortunately football didn't work out for me. I was thinking, oh, you know, I love training. I I love, you know, just competing and training. And and, uh, I'd always seen triathlon on TV, you know. I thought, playing football, I thought, this is a cool sport. And I thought, you know, something you can just get involved and get stuck into and, there's no teammates to worry about. You know, train on your. You can do train when you want to train when you want to do things. And I was like, right, I want to give it. It looks a, looks a great sport to get into. So I just, just didn't know what I was doing really. I just found a magazine and a, and, a, and, a, and a news agent and read it and found this Luton Triathlon. Started training. Didn't really really know what I was doing. I picked an old old bike, too big for me, and 800 meter swim. It was like a, I think it was like a 20 20 25k ride and an 8k run at the end of it. I, I thought I was right. I thought I assume I'm not too bad in the swim, but I was you know. Clearly not doing that well. Got on the, the bike and I was getting pretty getting overtaken. It was raining. It was a horrible day. It was just not very nice at all. And I got to, I don't forget it. Got to, I got I came off the bike, going to transition, and a marshal said to me, "Watch out, mate! Watch out! The fast guys are coming through. The fast guys." I was like, "Okay, all right." So I get out of the way of them. You know, bike's just too big for me. I've got a helmet that's just probably not quite right. I'm running. I've got trainers on and some baggy old, you know, sort of baggy cotton. <laughs> top and socks on all sorts and I, I did my transition I started running and I thought I thought right I know in a minute I'm not catching these these fast people up I'm this is all right this is all right I'm just doing all right here so quickly caught these guys up past them and got the finish line and I thought wow that's great that was such a, that's such a good fun race to do and yeah. that's yeah I was like right next one let's go you've got to keep going this is good fun I like it this is great uh-huh. you know up the A505 in Luton, 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 yeah. So was... I'm, I was born in Luton. In the, really? In the A505, you yeah. must know it. Home turf, yeah. <laughs> Has your attitude to the disciplines changed over time or have you, do you still, yeah. what's your, fa- what was your favourite and what is now your favourite? Gosh, or? I think, you know, from that first triathlon I did, I think because it was a wave start, 
I didn't swim. I felt I was doing okay because I, was, I, was, I wasn't, because your ability grouped and it was seemed to be okay. I thought I was doing all right. Same with the bike. I didn't think I was doing too bad on the bike, but I look at the results. You can see that, no, I'm really a weak swimmer. I'm really I'm not a good cyclist. Okay, I'm not running. Running is okay. I think coming from that football, tennis, sort of athletic running, where most sports I did was running. But as soon as the thing where I just got some coaching, some advice, some help, and really focused on swimming, swimming got a lot better. My bike improved over time, just doing more cycling, I think, really, and just hard work and sticking at it, really. So much hope for us, Charlotte. <laughs> oh, we too could be head coaches in this different yeah. time. You mentioned wave starts. Please, can you explain what a wave start is? Oh, yes. Oh, you have some... Off you go. Bye. That's it. Adios. <laughs> See you later. No, you, you have this Vichy as well. I'm sure with the current climate, you have like a wave start. It's a bit like oh, a rolling start, as they call it in the Ironman. So you'd be like, right, the one hour swimmers go there and then work your way back to like, you know, one hour, 45 swimmers. <laughs> and then you just, and then you just roll maybe five at a time, six at a time, roll and you in just, gently. They just do that based on what you, so you just put yourself self-seed. in like, right? Pretty self-seeded, yeah. Self, I don't think there's anything on the form that says how fast you're going to swim. You're pretty self-seeded, self-seeded. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's much less stressful than an Ironman mass start. Ironman mass start is high anxiety, high stress. But having a wave is so nice because you just get in the water, you've got a straight line, you know where you're going. In a mass Ironman start, 1,500 athletes, 2,000 athletes, it's like, oh my God, this is, this is just, this is a massive thing to get over, you know? So great to have a wave start, okay. a rolling start, brilliant. Great. Well, so just to go back then to some of our basic questions that we've already discussed in previous episodes, okay. we have one about our kit essentials. Yep. Right, so okay. Can you give us some of your top sort of kit essentials? Yeah. So I think for you guys being a month out, like kit is so important. Your, your, it's your wetsuit, your tri suit, all these things to be tried and tested. So you, can, you know, even though it's made it sound like a friend, you know, go and do a long ride in your tri suit or what you want to wear on race days. You can't, you know, that, you know, four hours in, you're not going to get massive chafing or massive pulling, or it's just, it's going to fit you nice. You're going to feel comfortable all the way around that bike course. And say, so, same with the wetsuit, same with wearing it under your wetsuit, put it under your wetsuit, check it in the water, check, check everything, almost dress rehearse as much as you can. Make sure you know from start to finish, goggles, have two pairs of goggles, have one with tints in it, have one with clears, it could be a cloudy oh, day. Okay. Definitely okay. do that. Be, be prepared for the weather. It could be it could be a hot, hot, it might be no wetsuit. You know, it could be, Vichy, I think it's had with no wetsuit yeah. in the past. So be prepared for, right, I, I know I can swim 3.8K in a wetsuit and without a wetsuit. Um, Are you aware of any, like, skin-coloured wetsuits that make it look like you're not wearing a wetsuit when you actually secretly are wearing a wetsuit? <laughs> I wish I did. No, no. So that's amazing. So... So really, your kit essentials tips are about yeah. practicing in it. Yeah, love it. Practicing in it. Also, your, your your bike setup. Get your bike setup exactly how you want. Like, I've yeah. got I've got this. I've got this top tube bag. I'm gonna have two bottles. I'm gonna have this helmet on. I'm gonna have this glasses, and yeah. I'm gonna ride in this tri bar position. Um, I know it's hilly course. It's a flat course. I'm gonna spend a lot of time on the tri bars. I'm gonna spend a lot of time climbing. So you know, you've wrecked everything, and you don't also, you know, you know exactly what's gonna happen. Nutrition in terms of eating, drinking. Even so practice your practice your race breakfast. So like I know, you know, I'm doing a long bike ride today. So I'm gonna test, I'm gonna wake up three hours, two and a half hours before, have my race breakfast I'm gonna have on, on race day. Get the timing exactly. You know your stomach can take it, you know, it's, it's gonna absorb. And then do your race nutrition on, on your training day. 
Yeah, and also if you know what the VC are going to give you, the A station, they should tell you we're going to give you this a mile, 45 kilometers, eight, it's going to be Coke, it's going to be energy, what energy drink it is, what bananas you're going to get. Do they tell you that, Dan? Do they they tell should you? tell you what they're going to give you. They should say to you, we're going to give you Gatorade, we're going to give you Isostar, and you can buy is that it. Is that in an email or is that in a, how do they? It should be the race pack online by now, month out. They should, have, they should know exactly what the race stations are going to be. And the EVA station is quite different. On the race course, the kilometre 30 and kilometre 6, different eight things. That might, you know, one station, it could be just water. It's just water, nothing else. So you know that in your mind, yeah. right, kilometre 120, that A station is just water. So I've got to make sure that the A station before that, I've got enough fuel yeah. to last me two A stations. Okay. It really is worth reading through every document they give you, every bit of information they give you, so you, you, nothing's a surprise when you read get that, there. Or, read that before the night before. So read that right now, right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> read it on the morning. Just go have a breakfast. No, no. Everything they give you, read everything they give you. So you are like, I am, you are like so clued up. Okay. You see many athletes going, oh, what's that? Oh, what's this? And oh, what? You're, you're like, I know that. I know that. I know exactly what that is. Boom. You, you, it just keeps your stress levels down. Yeah. Nothing is a surprise to you. You got it covered. You know exactly what's happening. But registrations. Rackings, all this sort of thing. You are yeah. on top of the bang on. You're on it and running. You know, are you going to put socks on? Are you going to go no socks? Are you going to? I just wanted to ask you about socks. I, I ride no no socks on the bike. Some athletes do, some athletes don't. I mean, I, I train with most in the summertime. I train no socks on the bike, so I just do what I do in train training. You know, but if you wear socks normally, put them on. You know, put them. On. If yeah. you don't, if you're comfortable without socks and you train train with it most of the time in the summer, don't do it. It just totally depends. I mean, I like a classic triathlete riding around. Must be a triathlete, no socks on. He's got to be, you know. <laughs> I give it away straight away, but you know, but that's that's, that's not a bad thing, you know. We are, it's all good. Yeah, running white on the run, put socks on, hundred percent, put socks on the run. I mean, otherwise okay. you get blisters and, all, blisters and all sorts. And just being comfortable. That's the most important thing in the Ironman racing is just being comfortable. People come if you're comfortable. If you're not, you're fighting things. My yeah. saddle, my position. You're gonna lose power. Oh. You're gonna lose time and lose comfort. It's, it's not very much fun, you know. Well, oh, thanks, Dan. Right, you're not going to like this question because you're not going to like the way it's phrased. But we had a whole episode on fails, on our biggest fails. So I'm sure sure you'll say, I hate the word fail. But we want to know then what what was your biggest try? And for the purposes of the question, your biggest triathlon fail and what did you learn from it? Oh, I mean, gosh, I mean, I think for me, has to be in an Ironman, going back to what I said, really, uh, nutrition, getting your nutrition wrong. It's okay in a sprint. It's okay in an Olympic. You can get away with, oh, I've got a bit of cramp, my stick, got a bit of stitch, or I've got a bit of, ah, oh, funny stomach. When you're Ironman, you get it wrong. Uh, for me, I think it was in Malaysia when I didn't take my salt tablet. And I was on the run thinking, I'm feeling great. The best I've ever felt. I can't believe it. This is like, having a great time. I couldn't swallow my salt tablet. And I was like, oh, I can't swallow it. I can't swallow it. Um, what am I going to do? I can't swallow the salt tablet. What's going on? And I was like, okay, Daniel, you're in good shape. You're fine. You're running nicely. You're, you're good. 21 k's down the road, boom, crash and burn. Right. You know, mm-hmm. end up in the medical tent at the end of the race, you know. So, yeah, that was my biggest thing was like, okay, nutrition, make sure you've got a salt chew. You know, I learned it all. You can actually, you're thinking straight, like crack the salt capsule open, put it in a drink and yeah. drink it, you know. So I have a, things in mind, you know, that you think, right, I know if this goes wrong, I've got it covered, you know. It's like, are you using gas canisters? Yes, I am. But if you need a pump, carry a small little pump on your bike just in case you your gas canisters don't work, something goes wrong, you've got a little mini pump and you're off. 
you know, yeah. to cover cover your bases in in terms of yeah. eventualities that could hold you up. I mean, there are things that obviously you can't vouch for. It's unlucky, but can I ask you a really horrible question? Yeah. Have you ever not finished an Ironman? Actually, I have no, no. I've, actually, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> I've finished every one. Actually, thank wow. God. I've actually never. I've actually, yeah. You know, I think think, 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 think to myself that I've never DNF, which is a. Uh, I've always finished. Yeah, I always think in the Ironman, I've been in a bad situation. I've like, Ironman Lanzarote years ago. I was, I had a bad stomach. I was on the bike thinking, I feel terrible. I feel absolutely terrible. How am I going to run? I just feel that bad. I thought I could run. Got the T2 and a friend of mine, who I knew she was helping out volunteering. She said, Dan, how are you doing? You're right. I was like, no, I'm really full. Mm-hmm. My stomach feels in, in bits. I don't know if I can do it. I had no energy. I didn't feel very good. And I was like, you know what? Look, I've got six hours to finish this race, right? I can walk. I can walk it. Okay. Let's get out there. I can finish. So I walked for about 5K, then walk, run, walk, run, walk, run. And my stomach felt better after a bit, a bit of time. And yeah, I managed to, to finish. And I thought, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, how am I going to feel at the award ceremony if I just quit now and walk and walk? And walk as I'm done, yeah. I'm done. I'm having a good race. My stomach feels bad. Obviously, if you're injured and you're really, really bad way, of course, yeah. you'll be sensible and say, look, for my health benefit, I don't finish here. It's sensible. But if you can finish, you'll feel better for finishing than not. So we had an episode about coaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and uh, so we wondered who was the biggest influence in your athletic career. And I mean, we yeah. talked a lot about very formal coaches, rowing coaches we've had and stuff. But if it's somebody sure. else who's given you that input, but yeah. they're not necessarily a formal coach, then can you tell us about them? Of course, yeah. I think for me, it was very much, um, I think my, my swim coach I had when I first sort of started, Robin Brew, and he, him and his dad. I, I went to their, their swim college in, in Kelly College in Devon. I spent like a week there, residential, just every day, twice a day swimming and thought they were just such a good, great people to admire and look up to. Robin Brew was an ex-Olympic swimmer and his dad had been coach of various Olympic teams and he was also a triathlon champion for Great Britain. He raced Ironman Hawaii and all these good people and they knew what they are talking about. And even now, I coach my athletes with a very similar vein of you know technique to today they taught me. That was like 24, five years ago. So fundamentals of coaching and technique and swimming especially still applies today and it's very good and very strong and Robin Bruce said to me Daniel come to Lanzarote you're going to love it and I was like Robin really he goes yeah you can't come with us for a week of training and I remember the first day I was there it was so windy I was like oh my god what am I doing here this is just too windy oh, this is that. crazy but then it calmed down and it, uh, yeah. well I mean that was an introduction to Lanzarote this training camp was a big game changer in my life a massive influencer in terms of me opening my eyes to wow going abroad to train and, and to race and it's, it's just a lovely thing to do it's, I'm mainly yeah. just having a bit of a panic because I was just thinking it's too late for me to sign up for like a week's <laughs> residential swimming course but can I ask you Dan for yeah. this is just really self-indulgent of me and just using our podcast to get some top swim tips I'm really struggling with relaxing and getting into breathing how yeah. do you regulate, how do you, what do you say to yourself mentally or how do you, for that kind of, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just, obviously you have all the training, the physical training yeah. that you do and the build up to it and the preparation stuff. But actually when you're on the start line and you're doing it, what are the mantras that you have? You guys can be so pumped up and excited and like, I'm so excited. This is the great, it's, it's scary, but mm-hmm. it's exciting at the same time. That race adrenaline and that joy and happiness. I've made it to the start line and I'm here now. and. And then you're right, I've got like five minutes to go. Right, now game on. Visualisation is a technique that I would say you're really going to use. Like Visualising not just a swim, but the whole race. Like I'm going to be very calm in the swim. I'm going to breathe, exhale in the water. I'm going to find my rhythm. 
I'm going to start gradually and slowly ease my way into it. If someone's in my way, I can move to the side. You've seen it in your head already. You know how you're going to breathe. You know your technique. You know you're going to kick your legs a little bit. You're going to have relaxed arms. You're going to breathe to whatever size comfortable for you. You know the core setup. Trying to avoid going too fast at the start is, is this key. Gradually build yourself into it. When you arrive at an Ironman, yeah. is opportunity much to go and sort of cycle because obviously there'll be the 70.3 on the Saturday if I'm lucky I'll get there on the Friday okay is, yeah is it easy enough to like check out the cycle course and the swim course yeah I mean you you can you can a swim course should be buoyed up people are biking people are running people are doing loads of things so you should be able to see the swim course and okay. maybe even swim it even swim it if you get on the Friday mm. and even the bike course drive it drive it drive drive the bike course seeing all the race information all the stuff they give you you put a visualization in your head thinking I've seen it on a video, I've seen it on a map, I've seen the elevation, I've got an idea of what it's going to be like, Getting, make sure your bike is in perfect condition, you've got new tyres, yeah, get new tyres on your bike, you've had a service, but then you've ridden it a good bit of time after the service, you can check any little tweaks. In our last, so we've kind of come up to what was our last episode and we talked okay. about the things that really motivate us to train in the first place, but then yeah. to keep going... So yeah, what yeah. your own motivations, motivators were in that respect? Well, for me, as even as a kid, 18, 19 year old, I was always like, oh, I want to go to Ironman Hawaii. That's been a big motivator for me massively. Before that, it was always enjoying the sport and just having a good time. And there's times where I pressure myself too much. I pressure myself, oh, come on, Dan, you've got to be better. You've got to do better. Actually, that's not really a good way to be. You just want to be enjoying the purity of swimming the purity of running and biking and enjoying being with your friends. Obviously, you want to improve and get better. Of course you do, but don't press yourself too much and think about the moment. I'm in the moment here. I'm doing this great event. This is a, this is a gift. This is a, this is a luxury. It's a joy. I think there's so many people in this world who always think can't do these great things that mm-hmm. you're going to do and I've done. Oh, appreciating so appreciating yeah. the joys of just being out there in fresh air and and then going to do a race is just a massive cherry on the cake, you know? It's just enjoying it and not pressuring yourself is, I think, it's the key thing, I think, to, to get to getting the best out of yourself. It'd be really, be, be realistic in your goals and your the targets yeah. and realistically, <laughs> right, okay. Am, am I going to do the 8-hour Ironman? Probably not. I'd love to. We, we all love to do that, but probably not, not in, yeah. that, in that way. If you're on the race course and you're a bit behind schedule, don't worry. Probably everyone else is because it's windy or it's, it's a bit hilly than that, or it's a bit long. This is a really cheesy segue, but you mentioned the uh, the cherry on the cake. Yeah. So, which leads me to how, what do you do the night, like th- that night when you finish? Do you just go to bed and crash out or do you go out oh. and party? Do you have Gosh. a big cake? What's, the, what's yes. the plan? I would love to have lots of cake after the Ironman, but you know what? I've just never felt like it. I've always felt like because yeah. you, your body's a bit of turmoil, because you've raced for that long and you shocked your body massively. But when you finish that race, as soon as you can, Get to the food place where they put food on, drinks and stuff. Yeah. Eat and drink quickly. Get some nutrition in. I've seen people just flake out. They talk to their friends or family. Next thing you know, they're on the floor. Finish your race. They're great. Got my medal. Great. Right. I need some drink. I need some fluids in me. I need some nutrition. I need some calories. You be mass, massively depleted at the end of that. But eat slowly. Eat gradually. Don't don't get everything down too quickly. And enjoy the post-race. You know, just sit down, have a relax, have a chat. Somebody on Instagram the, the other day was talking about that post, I don't know if it's an Ironman she'd done, but it was just straight yeah. after the event. Like, not straight after, but like a couple of days after, you just you get right. a massive crash and like blues really set in. So like I'm obviously really hoping that we'll both finish it, but there's numerous possibilities that I might not finish it, Grace might not finish it, and all the emotions that go with that. But yeah. even if we do finish it, how do you get through that 
post-race doldrums. I mean, euphoria you're going to experience is like, oh, I can't believe it. It's like, done the Iron Man. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You feel, you, you're going to feel euphoric, you know. Then you're yeah. going to feel fatigued and quite tired. You know, a couple yeah. of days after, you're going to feel like, I'm really tired. I just want to sleep. I just want to eat. The first week, I'm probably going to do a couple of light swims. 10, 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah. And then next week, you think, well, I'm going to do a couple of, a couple of swims and a couple of light bikes. The next week, that's week two. Week three, I'll maybe do a little bit more biking, a little bit more swimming. But leave running, leave running out of it for three weeks. Oh. Okay, week four, then you can eat the cake and you eat the whatever you want. So I always find that on the, when you finish the race, that night is like, oh, I can't really stomach too much. The next yeah. day you're like ravenous. Next day you're ravenous. All the cake you can eat, all, all the coke you can drink, <laughs> all the beers you want, just okay. go for it. All the wine you want. Then you feel really ravenous, and it just and just feeds your body with what it wants. And you think, oh, do I want to do that again, or do, am I done with that now? Or you know, some people just say that's it, one time only. Yeah. Um, Some are like, you know what? Oh, I love that. I want to do it again. And then, you know, everyone's got so many reasons for doing this Iron Man, and, and it's just doing what you want to do. And you're happy with your path and your journey. And you're doing, you're doing, oh, I think, you know, I, I didn't start Iron Man until quite late in my career. I was about 36, I think. I didn't feel ready to do it until then, you know? And I was like, I take no pressure from anybody else. Set your own plan. And, you know, you might think, well, not. I'll do the same one next year and try and do better. Or you might think, I'm done. I want, I'm happy. Got my medal. I want to just. Do sprints Olympics now, you know? Yeah. Yep. I'm feeling like the latter. <laughs> <laughs> you brought us up to speed. So we've kind of, as I say, previously discussed some of these topics. And it's so, so amazing to hear what you think from a professional. And your attitude, you've summed up where Charlotte and I eventually arrive at after about yep. two hours of discussion each week. We very much go through all the negatives and all the kind of bad things that we're feeling and the pressure we're putting ourselves and eventually yeah, we do yeah. kind of come to it but we've really just got to enjoy this but you yeah. so succinctly so I just wanted to then sort of close off with a bit of a topical question especially as an ex-footballer we are recording yeah. this the day after England's very sad defeat in the yeah, Euros yeah. how sure. do you cope or what are your top tips for coping with not meeting expectation again I yeah. tried not to use the word failure I think you have to always analyze your race and think about, right, what went really well? What didn't go well? Why did it go well? Why did it not go well? And you, you, you can figure out that didn't that went well because I did A, B, C, D, F, G in my training. Mm-hmm. This didn't go well because I ate the wrong things the night before or I just didn't do enough training in that area or I didn't read, read enough of the information. And then working on the things that where it didn't go, go quite right and putting them right for the next race. Could be as simple as just we wore the wrong kit, or I didn't do enough of that training to be prepared for that, so I've got to do more of that. Then going out and doing it again and getting it right is quite satisfying. You always take the positives and think the positives were great, they were great, and then work on the things that didn't go so well and never beat yourself up about that. So, you know what? Never can, it's hard to get a perfect race. So, what's going to go wrong somewhere along the lines? Learn from the positives and negatives, work on them, and you get better amazing thank you so much (laughs) that was a a textbook answer i'm gonna let you go because you need to get on with your life and not worry about (laughs) no no any any questions anything you need in the meantime i'm excited for you guys i'm buzzing for you guys you let me know anything you help any advice talking anything i'm there for you You just let me know and i'll help you asap you may regret that it was really 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 generous of you thank you (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Take See care. You See you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
what a nice guy. Did you play Daniel Bingo Bingo? Bingo, Bingo. <laughs> Did were you playing it? Well, I was trying. I basically just I wrote down lots of things that he said, and then I put if I thought I'd done it, I gave myself a tick, and then there were no ticks, so <laughs> crosses. But now it just looks like I've taken notes of what he said and then like disagreed with it. So it's like, have you tried and tested your kit on a long ride? And it's like cross as if like I think that's a bad idea (laughs) whereas instead I'm like that's a really great idea I should do that why haven't I done that I've got seven Daniel Bingham lingo bingo points shall I quickly run through the things yeah go on specifically the things that he said that I need to do that I haven't done I was pretty impressed with myself about how much I'm just like to uh (laughs) pat myself on the back how much (laughs) that I've done okay wearing my tri suit under my wetsuit I've got to do that because it's my new tri suit Yes. So I haven't done that yet. And swimming it, that's key. Don't oh. just walk around the flat. <laughs> oh, yeah, and go swimming. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Goggles, I only have one pair. I have not looked up what Vichy you're going to give me at each station. I clicked a link. That was I clicked, I clicked a link that took me through to the 70.3, and then I went, oh, I haven't got time for this, and I didn't do anything else. <laughs> I haven't got that email. I just thought Grace will look at that, and she'll tell me what I need. <laughs> I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Okay. He also quite glibly dropped in salt tablets. And I thought, I've never taken a salt tablet. I have heard about them. Our favourite podcasters, Science of Sport guys, they talk about that in their, in their episode about, am I a salty sweater? Which I thought was, <laughs> am I Sally sweater? Which I thought was, I was like, oh, wow. Ross Tucker also does that thing where he names all his kit and he's got a sweater called Sally. But it wasn't. It's actually about being a salty sweater. And he there's a whole science of yeah. sport podcast about sodium in your body and how your body regulates because you'll be aware of how you can drink too much water and then you over dilute the salt content and people have died during yeah. marathons by getting that balance wrong. So some so, people do take but if you're if you don't need salt, you can probably get by with your noon. But I think to avoid death, I will look into it a bit. Yeah, do. Gas canisters, you had shown me these so you can quickly inflate your tyres. I mean, I neither have gas canisters nor a pump on my bike at the moment because... You are an idiot. My strategy is to call Nobby and just say, can you come and sort out my tyre? <laughs> Enjoy the purity of it all. I've not done that very much. And my seventh no. bingo point was stop beating yourself up. Oh, I do do that a lot. Okay, so I haven't counted mine yet, but I'll go through them. Trying out all your kit. I don't even know what kit I'm going to wear yet, let alone having tried it out. Knowing the course. Practice your race breakfast. Haven't done that. Need to find out about the Vichy stations. I'm going to rely on you for that. Reading stuff in advance. I'm not very good at doing that, so I've given myself a... You have done that, though. I know you've done that. You did it the Two other day. Years ago. You told me about the cycle course. You told me about the technical downhills. Yeah, but since then, I've told you that it's three laps when it's four laps or it's two laps when it's one <laughs> lap or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm up to five so far. I can't remember what this is in relation to, but he said something about being comfortable and I just put a massive cross next to that. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Having a plan B, I think, is an excellent like mental trick. So I've put a cross next to that for me. When he was talking about the swim coaching that he'd had, I put that as a cross because I haven't had enough. I've had lots of swim coaching, but I still haven't had enough. Well, that should be a cross for me as well, really, because I haven't had any form That's of coaching. That's because you don't need to. 
<laughs> I don't just mean swim, I mean the whole thing. Oh, okay. I did think, you know, the amount of coaching he talked about having, it was going on training camp to Lanzarote, yeah. Club La Centre and stuff. And I've not done any of that. I mean, the other stuff is stuff that I can now do. So I'm actually up to seven. So visualisation is stuff <gasps> that we can now do. Starting slowly is something I'm always not very good at, but I yeah. need to try and do that. Exhaling in the water, I also put a big cross next to <laughs> Do you ever exhale when you're swimming or is it just a permanent? I just hyperventilate, Grace. <laughs> and I think I do all of the <gasps> on top of the water. <laughs> okay. Like with yeah, my I, think, I think you do. I think you do the whole process almost on yeah. top when, you're, when your face is out of the water. Yeah. And that's realistic. Realistic in goals. I think doing an Ironman suggests that I'm not very realistic about my goals. So that's another cross for me. I also like, don't be pressured by anyone else. Do what's comfortable for you. And I kind of thought, fundamentally, we're here because I went, will you do an Ironman with me? Yeah. <laughs> so I need to not do that again. I think, basically, I'm going to say that I think I won, which means I have not done enough to prepare. No, you're fine. You're fine. And it's great that you're hearing all this now. Also, my major take-home, which isn't something that he said, but it's something that I've got from what he said, is to remind ourselves this is our first and potentially our only, but let's just focus on our first for now, our first ever Ironman. So I can't turn up on the start line expecting to know how this is going to feel at any stage of it. Yeah. Because I'm never going to have done a 3.8 kilometre swim, go into transition, ready to do a 180 kilometre bike ride. And so to try and enjoy that a little bit, I think, as we're doing it, just kind of going, oh, so this is how it feels to be... <laughs> oh, would you look at that? It's horrific. Yes. <laughs> Can I just show you that? Can you read that? Can you read no, that? No, I can't read that. Oh. oh, five weeks until the event. Thanks so much. That's lovely. Yeah, just thought I'd do a little, for our listeners, a little check-in with the timing. Let's set our commitments for next week. I've got mine. I'm going to go through those bingo points and I'm going to make sure that I've nailed them. They're under control. If I've got something to buy, I'll buy it. If I've got something to read, I'm going to read it by next week. And what about you? I think I'm going to focus on... I'm going to put that pause in. (laughs) For its entirety. I can do it again for you if you want. (laughs) I am going to focus on the don't beat yourself up point. And I'm because I've been overdoing it and I'm like, I could cry now just talking about it. I just, I've been overdoing it. I've been trying to do too much and I've just, um, it just makes, it just leaves me feeling like I'm not doing anything well including sleeping <laughs> and eating yeah. and all the rest of it. So I'm just going to, I don't know, this week I'm... I'm be more Dan. Well, yeah, except that he's got so much energy and he's <laughs> never not completed an Ironman and he's done 12 of them. Yeah, that, so no, not, that aside, I mean, you know, <laughs> his, his PMA is absolutely exemplary, isn't it? His sort of, but also I love loved it when he was talking about just being present just enjoying and going out with friends if you want to go out with friends and I'm gonna what I'm gonna do this week is I'm not going to do anything 
until I feel like doing it. So contrary to how I have approached almost everything in my life, but definitely training for this Ironman, I've kind of forced myself and you've got to get to the pool. You've got to do this. You've got to, you've got to do more of this. You've got to do more of that. And I'm not going to go for a swim this week until I feel like going for a swim. I'm not going to go for a run this week. I could go through all the disciplines that would just be repetitive and boring, but (laughs) yeah. But I just hope that at some point it comes by not doing it, it comes back and I'm kind of like, actually, I really want to get on the bike now. But I really think it will. And if it doesn't, you've got a deeper rooted issue that needs looking at. That's your body and your mind's way of saying, look into this because I'm not Mm. right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go because this is encroaching on your recovery time. Yeah. And also watching rubbish TV and just chilling out. That is really important. It is. The sleep late. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be more Dan. I'm going to be more Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hashtag be more yeah. Grace. I'm going to eat a pepperoni. Eat a pepperoni. Yeah. Recover after every physical exertion. I'm mm-hmm. talking, you get up to go to the kitchen, you reward yourself with a little sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time because I know that you are when you when you say you're close to crying about it. But just for our listeners, I mean, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about us. But she's not being dramatic. That would be more grace. <laughs> that would be more grace. Yeah. No, I'm not going to cry. But I just really, really tired and a really hardworking person. Really, and the problem is with you is you've made a commitment and you are not somebody to take that lightly. So you put pressure on yourself we have a couple of we actually have a couple of outstanding questions uh, they were they were they're like, amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will deal with those next week because we are just so inspired by dan that I can't, I can't i'm distracted i can't think about anything else it's mm-hmm. only his advice this week yeah so we'll come back to those questions next week but if you've got any more to add to the pile email us at triumph at gmail.com it's t-r-i-o-o-m-p-h but you know that by now or you can reach us on instagram try underscore o-o-m-p-h brilliant right then love you bye love you bye